0: at the t 3 minute mark tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on these recorders record both voice and data we This is WOMMLP operating at Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I am back once again, your host on Proxer, and with you tonight is Joe Bled. Hello. Hello. Um, Good evening, glad you came in tonight. I'm excited to see what uh, you're about to produce. For those that are not watching uh, on our live stream, uh, you've got a metal washboard on your chest, so this is is a pretty unusual instrument in this space. Uh, So, yeah. I'm looking forward to what you can produce with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's got a range of things for such a monotonous uh, idea of just metal on metal. But it, there's a lot that can be done.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very sure. Obviously, the washboard's uh, a very old school instrument. Um I yeah. hope it's got a comeback coming soon. Maybe the you're the forefront of it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. It's uh, when I when I bought this, I mean, I intended to make. Experimental music with it when I bought it, but I became enamored with it years ago just because it it really only exists in Zydeco basically and some other kinds of like Southern folk music. Uh, I thought it was a great instrument in the fact that it was just uh, anybody could play it. Like you don't have to. I think it was just somebody's cousin that was in the band that played the washboard. Mm. You know, it's, it doesn't. Um, it takes very little skill to actually play along with four four music. Uh, which is great because it's inclusive. Yeah. Uh, And then when I got it, I got this right before the pandemic really shut everything down and um, uh, I I investigated if there was anybody else that was using it and anything outside of Zydeco and it's very few and far between. There are a few people who are using it in jazz music and there's a few people that um, have used it like in rock and roll and stuff but um, I think the idea behind what I've been doing is... um, it's nothing new, but it's it's kind of unique for this instrument.
0: Right. And also, as you said, it's it's not just accessible in terms of who can play it. It's also a very a kind of working-class instrument. It's, it's something, it's the original tool is to wash your clothes with, and it's right. not for those who uh, tend to, to have a lot of money, or at least not not in the, in the past. It was right, for those absolutely. A lot of money. I
1: mean, initially and still to a lot of people, it's just an uh, actual working washboard. These are uh, sometimes differentiated because these are sometimes called frottoirs, um, or rub boards, rather than washboards, because this one was never intended to wash anything. Whereas the other ones uh, were literally built to for wa- to, you know, to wash clothes. Yeah, and they still are. They still are manufactured for that. It's not so common in the U.S., but I think in other parts of the world they're they're still very common.
0: Right, where you don't have maybe easy accessible access right, to uh, electricity, electricity, electricity or water. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, fantastic. Well, we like kicking off with a song. Um, cool. I. I keep using the word song because it's obviously generally what I, I ask of uh, uh, the artists coming in uh, what what's a better way to refer to it
1: uh, I don't really know I don't I don't think of it like that uh, in my mind song has more uh, of like a popular music connotation uh, you don't say like oh dude have you heard that Mozart song <laughs> Not that I'm comparing myself to Mozart, <laughs> but it's just like a piece of work, or uh, or improvisation, or uh, um, a song. To me, seems like it, it it's kind of like a constrictive mm. uh, set of rules.
0: In which case, I'll refer to them as a piece. How about a piece? Evening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd love uh, you to play your first piece. Cool. Um, d- does it have a title, or is it is it just it as it is? It does not have a title.
1: I'm going to call it. Uh, uh, how about Candlemas Day?
0: Candlemas Day.
1: Today's Candlemas Day.
0: C- Wonderful. Let's Great. Uh, let's let's hear Candlemas Day. All
1: right. I'm gonna put my headphones on.
0: the very newly named Candle Misto by Joe Bled. So Joe, this is uh, fairly new to me. I'm sure quite new to to most people listening. Do you want to give us a little bit more of a background on the kind of art that you're creating right now? Kind of where does it come from? How did you get involved? And yeah, what what kind of community surrounds it?
1: Well, there's, you know, there's a community of people making experimental music uh, that's in every town in Burlington is no, is no different. Um, there are a lot of musicians who um, have used different techniques, uh, such as extended technique or different uh, ways of spontaneous composition or improvisation or uh, chance operation. Um, there's, there's a lot of different ideas about it. I mean, uh, I started off playing rock and roll music. I'm, dr- I'm a drummer initially. I started off playing rock and roll music in like, you know, rock cover bands. And then I played in like a jam band for a, a hot second. And then in uh, the early 2000s, I got involved um, through a friend of mine in a group uh, that was called Nest Material in Burlington. And it was, it was in maybe 2003, maybe. And um, there was just a lot of like, it was like a genre of music that was happening at that time that was really underground. It was, and they it was referred to as new weird America by, by a lot of the press. And it was uh, kind of a, uh, improvised music with a lot of electronic and, and uh, rock and roll roots kind of all mashed together. And that really opened my mind to just saw, you know, unique song structures and, and different ways to, to tackle music which took a long time for me to wrap my head around because being raised on FM radio, you know, like I I was, you know, my dad was pretty typical classic rock blues fan and my mom listened to the same, you know, and and, uh, it really took a lot to break away from that and to try to seek out new sounds, um, which not everybody does because a lot of people, um, I feel a lot of people consume music particularly for entertainment purposes. And sometimes uh, some stuff kind of transcends entertainment. Music was never, I don't want to say ever meant to be, but it. I don't think it initially came into existence for entertainment purposes. It was communication. It was uh, ceremony. Um, I kind of got into a lot of minimalist like uh, composers, such as Terry Riley or um, uh, Charlemagne Palestine or... You know, there's there's so many different ones, and they started doing things like uh, I don't know if you've heard of NC, uh, di- different, different compositions that, uh, or Steve Reich, like clapping music, like it, and different music for instrumentalists that didn't follow regular form, regular classical music form that had a lot to do with uh, with with rhythms. A lot of it was taken from Eastern cultures, there was a lot of like uh gamelon and certain certain things like that were were kind of repurposed uh, to kind of like bring a little bit of that kind of idea of just like trans you know trance but it, like transcendental and and kind of like uh, music that's able to to move people and to really affect them whether positively or negatively like you could have people that just tuned into this radio show and heard what I just did there and were pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, that's absolutely visceral reactions to this kind of music. Confusion. uh, If I would have heard that when I was 22, I would have, I would have been like, this is like, you know, this is not real. This is just somebody just, you know, some kind of mental masturbation kind of thing. Um, But I think when, what I'm trying to do is, is to create sound that not only represents what I'm feeling at the moment and what what i've experienced and just my life and my and my philosophy but also could perhaps um trigger certain feelings in other people entertainment sure but also like uh like a like a meditative state or, or kind of like a like an, a, a different state of mind
0: mm. um i'm assuming for you it wasn't like one as you said you were involved in cover bands and then jam bands were a hot second, you kind mm. of started getting into that then. Mm. I'm assuming you didn't immediately don the washboard and, and start making it yourself. What, what was the no. transition for you to go from music as entertainment or music as, sure. you know, uh, pff, yeah, let, let's say entertainment mm. to, to this? Well, wh- what was your journey in experimental music?
1: Yeah, well, I think I heard an album uh, when, my, when I was in my early 20s uh, that really changed everything for me. The, the album was Ascension by John Coltrane. And it was towards the it was like the middle end of of his last free jazz period because he uh, died soon after. But it was it was just such a such a angry and yet at the same time, very uh, celebratory, like free jazz kind of came out of and was very entwined with the civil with the 60s civil rights uh, Mm -hmm. movement. And it was it was positive and at the same time as it was devastatingly emotional, um, and it just changed the way I looked at music completely, and that brought me down a rabbit hole of free jazz that I stayed into for a long time. so uh, in 2018, uh, I had an opportunity to perform a solo. Uh, a friend's a friend who was doing a music series. It was actually based right upstairs in, in one of the studios up there. And uh, I had never played uh, solo before because I was I didn't have the confidence and I just, drummers are in the back, you know? And so I, I decided that if I was going to do, uh, if I was going to do a solo project, for one, I was gonna give it a new name um, and I was gonna divorce it from anything that I was, had done in the past and, and, and any of my other musical projects. And it wasn't going to be just a solo drum set performance, which I've done dozens of those since. But uh, so the first, I decided that I would mix some kind of electronic aspect to it, Uh, but I'm totally like I wrote in an email to Bob, like I am just very, uh, just beyond helpless when it comes to electronics and stuff generally. So I have had a lot of help from friends. And so the very first performance, I I took one of my son's self-driving toy cars and I had this nipple gong. So it's a kind of gong that's kind of deep. Mm. And I, I rigged it up. So the toy car just ran endlessly in the gong, in, in the circle. And I had a similar mic to what I'm using here on that. Um, and then that was processed to create like a an endless kind of electronic drone mm. that was created by the toy car. And then over that, I, I did a drum set performance. And so I decided that I would uh, try to mix electronics and... Um, percussion together and that was what the project was going to be so my idea was my next thought was like how can i how can i not have to rely on my friends but how can i create like the weird electronic uh like backing track in order to drum over that and so this was my idea for that but since the pandemic basically the life of this and you know this in my life and in, in the pandemic or that have been the same length of time so i haven't had the space or the time or the opportunity really to incorporate what i uh, initially intended to do which was play a piece like i did loop that and then get off my chair and go to my drums and then play mm. along with the music and that was the that was the initial goal uh which i still might do at some point but i think i just kind of uh i fell in love with playing it just just the washboard itself because it really i mean you can hit this or do whatever with anything. If you say I got a little toy that my daughter got at the dentist, I mm-hmm. think, and this is a Flumie, and a Flumie is a is a thing that you use on uh, gongs mm-hmm. to make, it makes like really you mm-hmm. rub it on the gong. Yeah, and it, 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 it wide, it expansive noises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I have here, this is a I mean, this is a, a piano, or not a piano, excuse me, a guitar uh, slide, yeah. and this is a I don't even know what you would call it. It It's for like the, you know, the standing gong that some people yeah. refer to as Tibetan bowls. Yep. It's This is for that. And really, I mean, I've, I've played it with rocks and feathers and driftwood. And um, there's really an endless amount of sounds and very subtle and very in-your-face sounds that can be produced um, with this thing. And nothing has ever been the same. There's no, you know, like even if you were almost doing the exact same thing at two different times, that's going to sound different. Um, and it's like endless possibilities.
0: With, when I talk to lots of musicians and, and with this show, we have lots of musicians, lots of artists that come back every year, every two years, and you can really hear the evolution of their music and you can talk to them about it and, and you know, you are, I started adding in this element or you, you kind of change from this genre to this genre. With experimental music, is there a similar kind of evolution in terms of skill level or ideas, or is it, uh, is it kind of branching out into just the different places, and it might not maybe be an evolution as such, maybe just kind of more a new discovery of a place? Are you building on something, or are you kind of just journeying to a new place?
1: Hmm. That's an interesting question. I think that, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, th- I think that you know the evolution of my playing and my solo playing for the last four years that this project's been going um, has naturally changed. It hasn't been it hasn't really been anything that I've planned out. Um, I don't really have any ideas about the future of where the music is going to go. Um, the it, now, except for always looking for other cool things to play the washboard hmm. with, that's basically. Maybe adding another pedal in. Like I said, I didn't grow up as a guitar player, so I, I have no idea what guitar <laughs> pedals do. I mean, the delay. It makes the sound delay, right? And, yeah. the, and the reverb adds reverb. You <laughs> know? Other than that, like there's like um, you know, look at my super muff. I'm like I, I don't know what that You're is. You're already you know? getting I, too, bo- too technical. Yeah, I, yeah know. I, mean, I, I, I know. Like I, I can like barely do uh, delay. Uh, I, I don't even know what a regular muff does, <laughs> let alone a super muff. Um, so. I think that might be a step. I might, you know, add some more electronics into this. Um, You know, I, I put out, you know, I record a lot and I've made a couple of different releases and um, I did one that is, I find to be pretty funny, not really funny, but unique in the fact that I recorded half the album, basically when I was still in addiction before I went to rehab and the second half when I came out. Mm. Um, And that is, most of that is, is like pretty unrecognizable. Uh, washboard like you you wouldn't think this guy's got a washboard you know like you wouldn't even know you probably most people probably would not be able to to pin down like what is creating those sounds Mm. and and then I've done recordings that um, are pretty much what you just saw and just a little bit of delay on the washboard and different tools and different rhythms and, and different Emotions and, and different things that I want to express and, um, you know, different ways to try to communicate.
0: Hmm. Um, is the choice of uh, material uh, you use to play the washboard with, is that a direct reference to the way that you're feeling or the emotion that you're trying to convey to the listener? Or is, or is is that more random? Is 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 it the way you play it? I mean, or I'm assuming mm. it's probably a combination of both. But maybe you tell me.
1: Yeah, I think it, it can be either. It can be random. That's you know because if you mix like if you play two of the same thing, or one of this and one soft thing, and one hard thing, and one metal and one wood, or it's fun to switch it up. But also if you know, this is heavy mm-hmm. and loud. It can be very abrasive. So if I was really in a bad mood and I, and I just need to get that out there, it's very cathartic, mm-hmm. I would use something like that. You know, I would just maybe just hit the board or, you know, um, whereas if you're in a very quiet – in some situations, you can have very quiet sets when, you know, and um, and when it's just me with my headphones on, I mean, everything sounds cool. So, you know, you can just – I can hear this, you know, and, and it just sounds – great and I'm usually wearing more bracelets and Mm. it'll be just a lot of noise um, so mood yes and randomness yes
0: (laughs) so yes yes to both of them Um, well we'd love to hear another piece cool so um, uh, do you want to name this one we can keep it untitled it's up to you
1: uh no I think this one should be untitled okay for no reason
0: All right, Joe Blood there with an untitled piece. Um, so, you, you obviously come from a musical background, you're a drummer yourself, so a percussion instrument, so these two things kind of naturally fit hand in hand. But how much is experimental music about musical skill? I mean, we know we're talking about jazz a little bit before we started, in, you, you kind of made sure. Uh, I understood this is not jazz, this is, this is something different, but. Um, with jazz, the people playing it are obviously very accomplished musicians. It's a very difficult thing to play. Um, I couldn't pick up a trumpet and start blowing down it and, and pretend it's jazz because it mm. just wouldn't. How, how much is, is that musical knowledge, those musical skills important in something like experimental music? Or is it something that even myself, who is completely tone deaf, no rhythm, could I pick up the washboard and start creating this and it would be accepted in those communities?
1: I think there's several different uh, ways to go about that answer because I th- uh, experimental music, in its very earliest, let's say incantations in the 20th century was came out of the academies. I mean, it was these were composers. these were uh, conventional composers who went to school for composition and 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 were very learned and uh, a lot of that, a lot of the laboratories that a lot of the early work of music concrete and those things came from they were sponsored by academic institutions uh they were prodigies a lot of these initial composers that you will hear about uh that being said there's also a school of thought in in experimental music certain things fall under experimental music let's say like harsh noise music where you literally plug something into the mixer and make the most disgusting jarring loud you know like nearly make you want to throw up kind of sound um and that is kind of almost like a reclamation of the idea of what does it mean to be an artist what does it mean to create what does it mean to be tone deaf um so i think that when it comes down to um for me I couldn't care less about anybody's musical ability. Like I have friends that are, um, that are musicians that I respect who went to school for music and have advanced degrees in composition, and and I have friends who are completely self-taught, and uh, and, you know, friends like myself who uh, can't read music. I'm a drummer. I've been playing the drums for forty years, and I don't exactly know what a time signature means. Um, and you're right that in the first. Probably in the first wave, um, the reason I get so turned off with the jazz label is that I find it is it's it's a catch-all for uh, instrumental music of any sort. I find the term to be absolutely meaningless um, because just because of that fact, like uh, if you're let's say your conventional music fan is like, oh, this doesn't have lyrics and is not a pop song. Jazz, yeah. So it's kind of like, what does that mean? And that is still, that is still a, a genre that's dominated, I feel, by uh, you know musicianship and, and virtuosity, and, and so much so it, uh, to the exclusion, in some cases, of any kind of feeling or soul. Or um, you have someone like Kenny G. Like Kenny G is a, a, a such an accomplished and virtuosic musician. It's incredible what he can do. I mean, I'd rather listen to nothing ever again than listen to his music because it's just (laughs) meaningless to me. Because if you know, um, because of the fact that I don't think it conveys anything except for "look what I can do," Um, and if you're looking for that in music, that's great. And if you're a rock fan and you're looking for that in music, there's lots of genres that are very technical. I get some technical metal and things like that that are just like virtual virtuistic. And then there's music that, to me, is just as moving just as relevant just as emotional just as necessary where people who play two chords on a guitar or people who have literally never played a guitar before and then i'm in a band now um and i find that the intent in a lot of cases uh the intent for me is as important as the impact um of the music itself like Mm -hmm. you know that might be i might go to a bar and see a band uh that is like literally the worst cover band I've ever heard. But if they're into it and they're having fun and they're trying their best and they're, and they think they're doing okay. And like, like, I'm, you know, I'm happy to see it. Um, some genres of music that is really frowned upon to play badly. Like I tried playing, you know, I was in a jazz standards group for a little while and I faked my way through it every single second. And, um, you know, I finally had to stop. I had to be like, listen, I don't really know how to play this music. Um, you guys are out there with your books, like your fake books, like reading music. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Like, um, so in that case, I was faking it. I wasn't into it. I felt like I was being phony. And therefore, I mean, the music was probably fine. If you were sitting in the audience, it'd probably be like, Hey, this is great. Uh, But there, I felt I brought the band down just Mm. because of the fact that like my intent was just, you know, not there.
0: So for you, it is more about the, emotion and the as you said the intent you're bringing into the performance more than the kind of the skill level that you have there i think this is when you were talking about certain genres of music where it just feels completely soulless the first band that came to mind was metallica who is very technically gifted every single one of them to i mean the fact they're very professional musicians but i've never listened to a metallica song and it has connected me with any way shape or form it's just Bland.
1: Yeah, no, that can be. I, I think a lot of that is they overstate their welcome. I think that if Metallica <laughs> would have ended in 1991, maybe we would have looked at them differently. But that is true. I mean, and, and especially, uh, I think that most uh, Metallica fans, especially like super fans, are not metal aficionados. You know, mm-hmm. if 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 Metallica is to them the pinnacle of like what metal is, then then they don't really, mm. you know, they're not there for those certain things you know yeah. um but then again there's genres of metal that are two chord slow stoner yeah. you know kind of stuff and uh but yeah a lot of people um there's a lot of jam band stuff that falls under like, like a lot of people don't like it and uh they think it's just like vacant and the lyrics are dumb and the you know there's the noodling is just over excessive like show off that kind of, and, and i can see that and You know, and I think a lot of it is like that to me, but then again, I grew up on a lot of that stuff and I find it, some of it to be like really, uh, you know, I don't love music like that's a joke, like comedy kind of music, but sometimes when it's very lighthearted and and done in a playful way, then, you know, I find that, you know, to to be endearing and Mm. I can, I can get behind that in some, some groups. Um, But To get back to the initial question, I absolutely think you could sit here in this chair with this delay pedal and this mixer and do what I just did. Hmm. Maybe not exactly. And um, would it still be creating a piece of music if you were just trying to emulate what I just did? Is this music at all? Is it just sound? Is it noise? Like, you know, all those... We don't have a, how much time we got, you know? (laughs) I guess if I came with an
0: intent, then even if it sounded similar to you, then it's, it's still creating something. Right. Like if
1: you, you know, if you were sitting over there and you were like, you know, I'm, I feel like really moved by what I'm experiencing and I have to put that thing on and I really have to give it a a shot, you know, that'd be awesome. And, and I feel that you, that would come across, Mm. um, or if you came over here, you know, kind of mockingly and was like, look at me, I'm an experimental musician, you know, right. like that would come across too, you know, right. uh, I feel, yeah, you know, but would you do a Pepsi challenge here? And, and like, you never know, who knows, you right. know, maybe, um, maybe not, maybe right. that's just in my head. Um, so a couple of things that I definitely
0: wanted to talk to you about. Hmm. Um, one is uh, you just, just, just released a, a two, Uh, record or two two single uh, a single that came out in February right
1: yeah well no
0: that um did I get my dates wrong was that February last year and I'm just oh that could be February
1: last year it was February last year I had two albums come out last year one of which was uh
0: positude is the one i was uh, referring to positude
1: positude i have the shirt on it was last year i am that was last february my brain has not quite gone over to 2022 yeah no i hear you that was a a, a friend of mine uh was going through her second round of battling cancer and she had this uh this word positude that she always used so they threw her a a fundraiser um like an online fundraiser with a bunch of different performances by a a bunch of local musicians she's been in the music scene here for a long time um and so I recorded a piece uh, for that, which the first part of that is is kind of like random percussion on things on a table. Did you watch the video or just listen to it? No,
0: I just listened to it. Bandcamp.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then the second piece is a solo drum hmm. performance, and that's that's kind of been my bread and butter for a long time—the the solo drum set stuff. The
0: so uh, I I'm, I'm, I mean it's obviously it's a great gesture to a friend. So. To put out music, mm. especially if they're a musician themselves. Right, right, right. I, I hope she managed <laughs> yeah, to survive. Yeah, She surviving. kicked it and she's
1: been good for a long time. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the
0: yeah. other the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is uh an, another piece that you did that really kind of caught my attention, which is Autumn Efforts, which came out uh again in twenty uh in the end of twenty twenty. Um and each track is labelled by a different uh t- sort of material. So mm. you've got metal, wood, stone. Rubber, leather, and then last track, metal, wood, stone, rubber, leather, mm-hmm. all together. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? And uh, Now, after watching you perform, I think I might have a better idea right. of what that might be about. But, yeah. Yeah, please well, in that,
1: in that one, what I tried to do was as close as I possibly could play the exact same thing with the exact same effects, um, just using different materials. So the leather are these really great... Um, drumsticks that my wife bought me uh, that are from a first nations tribe in uh, Quebec. They make these like kind of traditional powwow style. This guy powwow (laughs) style uh, drumsticks. So that's the leather. So I just, I don't even remember exactly what the pattern was, but it was literally something like this. Mm. And then the, you know, the metal was the actual, the actual like kind of old fashioned can openers, which is what comes with this washboard as the, Mm. the tool to play it. And this, you know, the stones with stones and the, um. and it was just uh amazing. Like if you listen to them, um. how different they all turned out. And a lot of that is just the, uh the reaction of the, of the electronics with the, so like the one that's the most far out, I think is the one that's the actual quietest. It's the, the leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and that is just like constant. It's like, whoa, whoa, and it barely sounds like. You know, it's like the, the the uh the loop the looper and the f- and the and the delay just took over that track. Right. So um and then combining them all at the end, like that that piece of music could be in my mind extended like infinity and it's just so like en- encompassing. It's just you know, it's really
0: it's such an interesting concept for hmm. for a record. Um okay, so we've got about time for, for one more piece. Cool. Um so uh, would you like to name the piece the you're playing that with or should we just call it Untitled Two?
1: Let's call it Untitled Two. Alrighty. I'd like to dedicate it to Luke who just uh, just stepped in. Just stepped in. <laughs>
0: All right, Joe Bled, players out there with Untitled Two. Joe, as uh, JB, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate the uh, the thought out questions. Yeah, this is yeah.
0: this is fascinating to me. Honestly, I I, I I love picking people's brains about music that I have no idea about. So this is this has been an enlightening conversation.
1: Great, thanks a lot.
0: Um, you can check us out next week. We're gonna have a band called Laces come in. They are. We are off next week, according to Bob, and I cannot figure out uh, dates. We're two weeks time. What, why are we why are we off next week? Oh, we uh, yes. Well, there we go. We were meant to have an arts right show next week. That's been called off. Thank you, COVID. And the week after that, we have Laces in, who are a good fun band, and uh, you should all listen into that. Uh, this is all we've got for tonight, though. This has been W O M W O M M L P five point nine The Radiator. It's been The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proxer, and good night.